0: Welcome to the Boutique Hotel News podcast. Here we share the latest news, comment and opinion from across the boutique, luxury and lifestyle sectors, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, News Editor at BHN and host of this week's episode. Today I'm speaking to Gary Marshall, Managing Director at Tonic Associates, about the role of storytelling at The Guardsman and Middle Eight how changes to working habits will impact workplace design, and what hospitality can learn from retail. Thanks, Gary, for joining me in today's podcast episode. And I'd like to begin by talking about the Guardsman and Middle Eight. What was the inspiration behind the design for these two properties?
1: Well, that's a really good question. Um, I think before i start talking about about the inspiration it was the, the the two projects bear in mind that it was the same client at the same time frames so um, the great challenge was um, two very very different projects difference in size difference in location one was a new build one was a, uh, a refurbishment um, and the idea was to create a new urban brand for that particular client in very different ways so We started by looking at the client, looking at what the client's values were, um, and it was really, um, this particular client has a real purpose in what they do. They do a lot of work with um, uh, modern slavery and trafficking and all that sort of stuff. So they've got charitable foundation as well behind it. So there was a real uh, luxury of purpose message that we wanted to get into both but because they were very different um you know it's how we actually integrated that message in, into it. um we then looked at really for the inspiration we always take the inspiration in urban settings from um from the locations. so again two very different locations you've got the hub you know the, the buzz of covent garden just off, off off covent garden um which is a very very different um sort of feeling to um, what you get around buckingham gate and sort of buckingham palace area so um middle eight was there were lots of things we could have taken inspiration from um theater you know theater land there's a legal there's um you know the whole legal profession over the road and we took the design cues really from the site was an old music hall so it became a real hook to, right. have, you know, to 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 bring that into play and that and that sort of stuff the Guardsman We looked at um, the objective behind the Guardsmen was that every room was different, um, so mm-hmm. it really was boutique. Um, couldn't quite manage that, but what we did was we came up with three themes all around royalty: so Royal Gardens, uh, Secret Service, and those design cues. Because the rooms were different shapes and there were three different styles, it felt like every room was di- every room was different. So the, the the guests can have their own preferred preferred room so we linked both hotels were linked to the location that that they were in in a in a storytelling way if i look at the two separately um middle Eight existing hotel fairly sort of i think they would don't mind me saying it was a sort of base basic hotel Um, and the, the the brief was to how do we create some real added value in in the property first of all before we start looking at the the design so we we did a number of things. We extended the ground floor, foot, foot, floor foot, foot footprint of the hotel by around 300 square meters, which is really valuable valuable space. We extended the mezzanine level. We repositioned all of the services. There's, there were two basements at that hotel, so we repositioned um, the ground, lower ground floor services to the second lower ground floor to create some space down there. But the main um the main piece that's really that was that i'm most proud of actually in the hotel in that hotel is on the first floor there were a lot of conference and banqueting meeting room facilities no windows in any of those um, spaces and we were able to turn that sort of secondary space i think secondary space for this location into the most the most premium space by adding roof lights, we created 10 amazing suites out of that space. The Guardsman's very different. Um, interesting challenge that we were doing the two at the same time, but the Guardsman is new build, first of all, mm-hmm. very, very tight site. Um, and the client was determined to maximize the amount of private, what I call private space or bedrooms in that in that space. So. The challenge there was how do you create luxury in relatively small small spaces? Mm-hmm. So how do you what, what, how do you how do you you know give people the feeling of premium? Um, everybody says all oh, space is premium, but this was there is there are some spacious spacious rooms. There are some residences in the space. Mm-hmm. But there are some small rooms, single rooms as well. And I think that differentiation of being able to to stay at a luxury hotel for an affordable price because the room's a bit a bit smaller and then create the feeling of a real home-from-home club type environment on the the, the more public, public areas, I think was what um, that sort of dictates the narrative of what the is all about.
0: Mm-hmm. Even the names of the hotels alone denotes uh design cue or or some kind of narrative. The guardsman, of course, you, you just mentioned that you've played the rooms around a royalty and, and mid-late. I didn't realize it was a, a former music hall. So with this idea of of storytelling, what role will storytelling play in the design narrative of future lifestyle hotels?
1: Well I think differentiation is the key. Mm. So it's about, in my view, it's about um, really appealing to the values of your guest. The word value is really interesting because I think people are far more interested now, and I think the pandemic has accelerated this this need. Um, the requirement for values to match values mm. rather than value
0: yeah.
1: is, is really interesting. So I think storytelling in the context of know your guest, know your customer intimately and make sure that the story you're telling um really makes an impact on, on what they're thinking and how they're how they choose and how they choose to stay and and create a relationship with with your guests the the, the market even boutique hotel market is fairly saturated um, and there needs to the storytelling is, is a huge part of how you differentiate your offer uh as long as that's consistent through all all parts it's not just a design piece it's it's you know obviously the service and it's um the amenities within the hotel and the whole thing as long as they tell are consistent as long as that all melts together to create to tell the same story in the same storyline then um it's a it's a real winner it's a differentiator and that's i think what the key is
0: and just before we started recording this podcast, Gary, we were talking about um, embracing different working habits and, and where, where we are currently based at the moment. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the impact that the pandemic has had on workplace design.
1: It's changing. It's ever-changing. So I think that um, we've been talking about how are working mm. for 10 years. And we've been talking about co-working for about the same same length of time, and it's been embraced by lots of the main space users over, over the years in a certain, certain type of way. And I think um, so that so I think what the, the impact the pandemic's had is it's accelerated people's interest in how co-working or shared working can work i mean if you look at the way that you know first lockdown was in a weird way almost enjoyable because we all it was very different it was it was new to most of us once we got over the shock and once we got over the concern about what it meant for us individually Mm -hmm. we all became nice to our neighbors nice to nice to other people and there's a big change in attitude towards and we were scared you know we were scared about travelling and we were—we all used oh look that's really inefficient it's inefficient to travel as a reason not to travel when you know it was it was a combination of inefficiencies and it was also a combination of of being being frightened that you know what the what does this mean um i think we also all became much more aware not aware but actually happy with using um using the internet, you know, using, using a web, using the, this type of thing, the zoom type technology. Uh, we've all been, you know, we all we're used to using it, but it will be used to secondary now, which being is being used primary. So, mm. so I think in terms of what impact does that have on, um, on the workplace or, or on, I think what we'll find is that there's going to be lots of empty space around mm. because once the, you know, the two meter rule, or, you know, us staying further apart is dissipated, which it is already we're going to find ourselves, there's going to find, you know, most companies are going to find themselves with too much space because they're going to be working in a hybrid way. And that's sort that's happening now. So that's, that's going to free up space for all sorts, all sorts of things. I think co-working as a, is being um, trialed in hotels, it's being trialed in shopping centers, it's being trialed in department stores. And I think the whole, I think the whole hybrid experience space, is something that we're going to see more of. I think certainly in the suburbs, co-working spaces are going to expand, are, you know, going to explode mm. uh, because there's definitely a different, you know, nobody wants to, I don't know, some people may, but no, very few people I speak to want to work all week out from home. I don't think anybody necessarily wants to go back full time, but I think what we'll see is all different property types Mm-hmm. Will 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 probably look at how they can embrace some sort of working space, whether hot desking or whatever, even if it's just to actually maximise the use of their space in the downtimes that they're not being used at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you think then, off the back of that comment, that more hotels are going to maybe look at incorporating, uh, you know, workspaces or co-working elements into their property
1: I think per se no I think I think some hotel chains are already doing it I Mm. think you know the Anders are doing it and Hyatt's and the Hyatt's are doing it and various others are Um, there's a really interesting you know train of thought that I've I've been doing some some work with a friend of mine who um, used to work for Soho House and he is he tells me that there's a very different mindset to working mm. than social, and the two don't don't fit together. So I think if you're trying to, I don't, I'm not bought into that fully yet, if I'm honest. But I think if you I think that he's got a point. I think if you're trying to um, create a ho- you know, your hotel spaces as social spaces,
0: mm. it's
1: really difficult for them to change, to design them to change from working to social at bits, bit parts of the day. So if I think it's the, some of the hotels that may be city centre based or, or suburb based that have spare space, whether it's maybe conference and banqueting or conference space or meeting room space, not, not banqueting space that may be less likely to be used because people are more likely to be doing Zoom calls and that type of stuff in conferencing there might be an opportunity there to create co-working spaces just to attract more people to that brand or or to that location and get and start introducing people to those brand values so that they become used to them and they use them all the time whether it's for co-working for for play and for or for staying mm-hmm.
0: you mentioned earlier gary that um co-working spaces are now being tried in um, or trialed in retail. And I want to focus on retail here um, for a moment because something that I've seen is the repurposing of old department stores into, say, um, a hotel. And I'd like to ask, what can hotels maybe learn from retail and and where is the opportunity here for a collaboration?
1: Retail's failing for lots of reasons the high street and shopping malls.
0: Mm. so
1: so let's call it standardized retail standardized retail you know, your, your your mainstream retail is failing why is it failing it's failing for two reasons one is that the high street got lazy you know it, it's not it forgot it's it forgot its customer base it forgot it didn't forget its customer base it just just didn't change with the time so The high street has always been designing for um, Gen X, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, selling product. You go to a shop to buy product. The reality is these days that we all shop online. We've all got enough stuff. So the question is, if we've all got enough stuff and we all buy everything online anyway, what are shops for? And the answer is they're for connecting. They're for connecting brands with Mm. the public over five sensors you can't do that you can't do that online so what can hotels learn from that they can learn that they need to be connected more connected with their with their guest base and i think that's across all channels so it's it's really understanding your customer Mm -hmm. really understanding the messaging that they want to understand and and again it's back to these value values conversation we had a minute ago is that that's where retail beginning to go so actually i think it's depends how whether you're glass half full or glass half empty person my view on high street or shopping mall retail is that actually it's quite an exciting time it's not an exciting time if you love going to department stores Mm -hmm. but not many people do most brands now the bigger brands and this will this will move this will change than other brands they want to be owning every part of their customer journey the main thing to learn hotels learning from retailers it's about communication and connectivity with a guest and it goes back to everything i've talked about earlier about knowing who your customer is getting close to them getting creating a relationship with them and making that relationship start away from your property carry on when you're at the property and then finish um after you after you've left i think that's that's the main thing that hotels can learn from retail there's no way i would hate to see hotels popping up in really awful not awful um underused retail environments i don't think that's the answer. I think hotels are, tra- you know, full of transient, you know, it's transient. It's a transient market. Yeah. It, uh, the the difference between hotels and co living, in a department store, is very different because I think if you live somewhere, you can create, you, know, you can almost recalibrate the neighbourhood.
0: Yeah.
1: You bring more people in. Hotels are slightly different in that people come and go. Yeah. So I th- I think I'm more interested in the co living aspect of. Um, repurposing shopping malls and and department stores
0: do you see co-living as a real growth area at the moment especially when it comes to looking at repurposing buildings and and you know empty stock
1: i think it's got i think i think it's attractive i think it can be attractive for lots of reasons i think you know um accommodation is so expensive Mm. anyway i think that if you look at the inefficiencies of a a typical inner city apartment and the amount of space you use for dining and washing and that sort of stuff I think uh, you're paying a lot of money per square foot or square meter for for that type of space So I think it can be at entry level I think it can work really well I like the idea of shared amenity space Mm I think that's great for community and I like the idea of co-living as a as a regenerator for a a particular location and you know 500 co-living spaces brings people and a certain type of people and i think Mm. once again i think the key is going to be making sure you've creating communities i think is 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 the key to that
0: Mm -hmm. well thanks a lot for your time today gary it's been great chatting with you Thanks for listening to the Boutique Hotel News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and sign up to our twice weekly newsletter.